1: On today's episode, we have Meg cadu Hirschberg, and she is a cancer survivor and co-founder of the Anti-Cancer Lifestyle Program. Meg was a freelance writer for magazines and had a regular column on uh, Incorporated Magazine. She was a frequent speaker on the impact of entrepreneurial business on families, a topic covered in her book, For Better or For Work, A Survival Guide for Entrepreneurs and Their Families, and she has also worked uh, with her husband, Gary, in the early years of the Business Stonyfield Yogurt, which is amazing. Thank you so much for being here today, Meg. Oh, thanks for having me, Kim. Yes, you know, so I wanted you on the show. I know a while back we did an Instagram live together, and I wanted to bring you back today on the podcast because I I, I just absolutely love what you've done with the anti-cancer lifestyle. And I know both of us are breast cancer survivors. And you know, I share about that a lot on, you know, my social platforms and my blog and whatnot because, um, A, it's helped me share my story so I don't feel so alone because the first time I went through it, um, I, I just felt very isolated and very alone in the whole process and, you know, very scared, very anxious. And then I the second time I was diagnosed, seven years after the first time, I found it was... Um, kind of cathartic, kind of therapeutic for me to not only share my story, so I wouldn't feel so alone. So I had some sort of support system because I feel like even though my husband and my family and others tried to understand what I was going through, it, it wasn't quite the same as when you talk to someone else who's literally walked in the same shoes, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and then also to share just my experience, um, because my, my story is different than uh, other people's stories. It's different than your story and and other survivors out there. And I want people to understand, um, you know, the, the, the research that's out there, you know, how to advocate for themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, all sorts of things just to bring awareness, you know, to it. So, um, so again, most people know my story. I was diagnosed, um, In 2011, I didn't have a lump. Most people are very surprised by that, but I didn't have a lump. I um, was randomly, years before I was probably supposed to ever have a mammogram, but I randomly had gone in for a mammogram for something else, uh, which ended up coming back benign, but that's when they found a cluster of calcifications and the the biopsy, and and there it was, Um, ended up having surgery. And then moving on, I thought it was over. I had my kids and then it came back. Never thought it would, but it came back. And um, the second time again, same thing, cluster of calcifications in my mammogram, no lump, no, I did all the genetic testing, doesn't run in my family, no gene for it. It just happened. And uh, and we're going to go into this later about my thoughts on how environmentally, you know, what what's contributed to it. But um, you know, in the second time around I had more surgery and I had um daily radiation for four weeks. Um, and now I'm on a preventive medicine. I don't know if you ever want to, went on it, but it's called tamoxifen. And mm-hmm. I'm one year in, I have four years left in hopes that it never returns again. Um So, and, and, you know, like I said, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so I wanted you on the show because I know you're a fellow survivor like me, and I'd love for you to share your, your story. Um, And then also just to talk about what you're doing and how the environment and the things we eat, the things we put on our body, the cosmetics we wear, how all those things, um, you know, can affect um, our, our health and what we can do about it. So, um, so Meg, if you would just, let's start by, if you would just share a little bit of your story and a little bit of your history with breast cancer, that would be great.
0: Sure, you no, know, I'm happy to. Um, like you, I, I well, I had a, a breast cancer diagnosis in 2001, and had the surgery, also chemo and radiation. And like you, I expected you know to put it in the rearview mirror. And like you, seven years later, I got my recurrence. Um, my first recurrence, I, I had a second recurrence ten years after that. But it was when I had my first recurrence, I thought, oh my god, this this thing could kill me because uh, it came back in my bone. And, um, yeah, and I had radiation successfully treated for that with radiation, but that is when I had my epiphany about, you know, gee, I, I need to do something here. You know, I can't just rely on solely on, uh, these wonderful medical advances, but I, I need to take some, some, some charge, you know, of my health. And so I asked my doctor what I could do. I love my doctor. He's my doctor still but they're really not schooled or trained or really aware or have the time to share even if they're aware of how the how lifestyle choices can affect the development of cancer and cancer recurrence as well. So he just said to me, he just said, well, just try to keep your stress level down and I'll see you for your scan in 6 months. Right. And that's you know it was a very disempowering uh, message obviously and not only that but it, it it's actually inaccurate. And when you said you, you, it's scientifically unsound because we actually have a lot of information about how lifestyle affects the development of cancer. And most people think that cancer is just a a bad roll of the genetic dice. But in fact, like if you look at breast cancer in particular, about, well, cancers generally, you have about maybe a maximum of 10% of cancers are genetically, um, related, right? Yeah. Which most people are shocked to hear. Um, and then viruses account for maybe another 10 to 12%, um, things like, uh, HPV, HIV, you know, can cause certain cancers, um, uh, hepatitis C, you know, these can cause liver cancer and so forth, but you put that together and it's less than a quarter of cancers are due to these Kinds of extraneous things that we're usually not under our control, um, but lifestyle factors account for the rest, right? And so, right. and of course, aging, which makes you more susceptible, of course, to uh, to cancer. But really, looking at lifestyle factors is what where I started to put my focus, and that was how that it was out of that that was born the whole anti cancer lifestyle program, which I can get into more later. But that's some of my history and, and why I uh, co-founded the program with our local cancer center. Yeah, and I'm, I'm so glad that you did. And it's interesting because well before
1: I met you, you know, again, I was diagnosed um, in 2011. So it's almost been 10 years. My 10-year diagnosis anniversary is coming up in December. And I remember when I was first diagnosed, my mom had given me a book. And I don't remember the title off the top of my head, but I remember it being uh, a book that was, you know, concept of, you know, telling me the different chemicals that might be in my shampoo or, you know, getting in a deodorant that didn't have aluminum in it or, you know, the the different ingredients that could be in my cosmetics. And so I remember reading this book um, and even just foods I ate, you know, even supplements I took, you know. Um, You know, there was research that shows, and I'm sure you're familiar with all of this. And if I say anything incorrectly, please correct me. But I remember I was going to a holistic MD back when I was first diagnosed. And, you know, they took some blood tests to see, you know, what I was deficient in and, you know, maybe to get some supplements to to help support my body anyway. And then, you know, being a, a breast cancer survivor... Um, there was research that he had told me that was shown that, um, and this was again years ago. Might be updated now. That deficiencies in vitamin D, in iodine, for example, or maybe a plethora in iron and copper and those types um, could, like the the if you have too much iron and copper, it could actually lead, um, you know, or be correlated with breast cancer. And then if you have a deficiency in, let's say, vitamin D and um, an iodine, that could also. You know, you know, be a deficiency when it comes to you know contracting a cancer. So, um, so I went on vitamin D. I went on iodine. I, I eliminated a lot of the iron and copper from my from my supplements and and diet. I remember filling an entire trash bag, like a whole huge <laughs> tall trash bag, filled with. Body lotions, makeup, um, you know, my shampoo. I mean, I got rid of everything that had these particular ingredients in them that were known to, you know, be, you know, uh, possibly a chemical that be correlated with with cancer diagnosis. Um, and I filled it up, and then slowly but surely, I rebuilt my entire. Uh, Bathroom really with um, deodorants without aluminum in it, um, you know, shampoos without some of the chemicals that were correlated, uh, you know, new uh, powder and and mascara and just everything I could think of. And then, you know, switching my diet to uh, organic foods, ones that didn't have hormones, um, you know, limiting maybe even my meats and things like that too and focusing more on a vegetarian diet and you know, I tried to do everything I could at the time, based on this book and the education and the knowledge that I was getting, um, to base my lifestyle or to change my lifestyle into the things that I could control. Because you know, could I, at the end of the day, could I control that my body was doing what it was doing? You know, to a certain extent, yes, I had some control over if I exercise and eat healthy and all those things and get enough sleep and you know all of that. Um, but I didn't even know that the things I was putting on my body or in my body could even be you know, correlated is, is harmful. So mm-hmm. when I found out about you and your company and, and the, and the brand that you created, I was like standing and applauding. Cause I thought, oh my gosh, this is what we need. This is what I wish I had. I wish I'd known about okay. it you know, back then because, um, it's, it's all so true. And I know, I know you're going to get into more detail about it, but, um, I'm just so passionate about what you do and educating others on what I didn't know back then. Um, and I'm learning even more and more through, through you and your website and things like that on different topics. Um, it's just going to help so many people. And I think that's the, the, the biggest takeaway that I get from your work is that how many people it's helping and educating, um, and I'm sure you see the same effect, but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's, um, I can't say enough how important your work is.
0: Thank you, Kim. We really love what we do. Our team feels very, very passionately about all of our offerings, uh, we, um, and I should mention that everything we have and offer is free. Free. And as a matter of fact, we have most of the people who participate in our, our, our program and who, uh, download our ebooks and attend our webinars are from the U.S. and Canada, but we have participants for, from, we just got our 55th country, which was Serbia wow. we have people from all over the world who are looking for this kind of information. And they just sort of go on Google and they, and they stumble on our website and sign up for our course. So that that is very, very exciting uh, for us um, who are you know, generating this material and trying so hard to reach people who are looking for exactly this information. And I should be a little more specific about what we offer. Um, we do have this free course uh, that is accessed from our website, which is Anti-cancer lifestyle Anticancerlifestyle is just one word, .org. And when you get on the website, uh, you will see a way to uh, sign up for our course, which again is free. And the course is divided into five modules. One talks about lifestyle change, kind of sets the stage for because lifestyle change is tough, which is one reason why we created the course. Um, and then um, and just, just kind of, you know, prep the, the field, if you will, to you know have people understand how we look at lifestyle change, which is difficult for, for us all. Um, but then the specific modules are diet fitness mindset and environment and the mindset the diet and fitness are obvious um the mindset we really we do talk about the role of stress and we we offer ways to simple ways that people can manage their stress and what types of stressors are the, uh, the most uh, toxic if you will mm-hmm. uh, to our bodies and our spirits and Because not all stress is bad, right? We uh, we sometimes stress can help us achieve certain goals, but there's there's a kinds of stressors that are are really um, inflammatory, if you will, in our bodies. They can raise our literally raise our stress hormones, our cortisol and adrenaline. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. And the environment module, we look at exactly what you're talking about. It's just the kind of daily exposures that people have to known carcinogens chemicals of concern, um, and endocrine-disrupting or hormone-disrupting chemicals like BPA, and how we we can reduce our exposures just with awareness and making certain purchasing decisions. And we really guide people through that. And you mentioned a webinar we have coming up, so I I did want to just mention that we do have this fabulous webinar coming up with uh, the... um, a researcher at the Environmental Working Group. A lot of people are familiar with the Skin Deep database. Yes. and uh, Skin Deep, you know, helps people understand just exactly and guides people about toward uh, products, body care products, and cosmetics that don't contain any of these kind of added chemicals that we're all trying to avoid. So, um, Carla Burns, who's going to be running the webinar, she's the senior director of cosmetic science at the Environmental Working Group. And in this this, web, um, this um, uh, webinar, we're going to be talking about the common ingredients found in cosmetics and personal care products that are linked to cancer and other health concerns and steps that you can take to reduce your exposure to harmful chemicals and lower your body burden. This is going to be on Tuesday, October 26th. Everyone is welcome to attend and sign up is free. So I highly recommend that. Yeah, I think it's amazing. Yes. Uh, October twenty sixth, um, free webinar
1: it's called is makeup bad for you. And I think I'm going to join it, you know, cause I, I, I do, you know, I've been somewhat educated in, you know, some of your programs in the past. And again, some of the, the research that I had read, you know, 10 years ago when I first started trying to make a lifestyle change as well. Um, but I just, I love it because there's, you know, research, as you know, it's always changing. There's always new studies that are found out there. There's always new products that are being, you know, made out there. So um, I know I definitely want to join as well. And I hope others do too, because
0: it is, it's just very informational and, and helpful. Yeah. And it's, it's empowering too, because it gives you ways that you can actually, otherwise you just feel like, Oh my God, where do I begin? You know, that's a, here all the time like, where do I begin? And so that's part of what we try to do in the course. And I know Carla will do in the webinar is just give you, give people places that they, they can begin and how to really think about this and how to take simple steps, um, that can help, it can really make a difference. And there have been studies that have been shown with some of these chemicals that, Um, Even after just a few days, the concentrations in urine go way down. This is true of BPA in particular and some other hormone disruptors go way down, even after just a few days of being off these body care products. Wow, that's amazing. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. A lot of them are, you know, they're water soluble, so you pee them out. You know, some, some of the toxins in our environment are fat soluble, like things like DDT, which everyone's heard of. Um, That's why we all have DDT in our bodies, because it's stored in fat. Um, But uh, the water-soluble and a lot of these hormone-disrupting chemicals are water-soluble, so you can pee them out. And the reason that 90% of Americans, more than 90% of Americans, have BPA uh, in their bloodstream at any one point is because... Even though it's excreted, we're continually exposed to BPA uh, in ways that we have no idea. Like for instance, um, those thermal receipts that you get at that you know the store or the gas station, that mm-hmm. kind of fuzzy coating that we have a lot of those receipts, that's BPA. Yeah. And that's actually a, a potent source of BPA in our bodies because when you touch those receipts, the BPA goes right into your bloodstream. It's not even filtered by the you know liver or anything by ingestion. Um, it's goes right into your bloodstream. So we teach people about this stuff, simple ways they can avoid these chemicals and reduce their body burden. Yeah. And
1: that's I, yeah. I'm actually funny. You mentioned the receipt because I do. I do remember that. I remember reading that, you know, um, a while back. And when someone asks if I want a receipt, I I say no, usually, unless I have to have it for okay. some really specific reason, but I'll say, no, thank you. <laughs> or if yeah. they want to email it to me or, you know, cause I, you know, but it's, you know, once you get in that habit, like you said, it's kind of a lifestyle change, but I think for, I don't know if you have any advice for people out there, but I think for me, when I was going through the process of changing all those things, when you look at it in its entirety, it's a little overwhelming to think you got to buy a whole new set of type of groceries or, you know, maybe get rid of, like I said, a bag full, a trash bag full of product that you didn't even know was harmful to you. Because you see these commercials out there, and I won't name any specific brands, but you see commercials out there for, you know, to be beautiful, you need to wear this type of makeup, or this is the greatest shampoo to give you the silkiest, most beautiful hair. And maybe it is. And it's probably because the chemicals in it, because when I buy product that doesn't have those things in it, it may not work as well. You know, it may not be like my makeup doesn't stay on as long as maybe the ones I used to use that used to have the chemicals in it. Um, So I have used EWG to skin deep to look at um, you know which products you know are the the safest for me to use, and then experimenting to see which ones actually work or which ones I like the best. Exactly. But I had, I had I had to compartmentalize it into like food, like oh. you do on your on your website. You know, with the different categories, I had to you know take cosmetics. I couldn't do it all at once because it was just too much. Right. But what is your advice on that? Of of you know starting that lifestyle change because, um, yeah. like I said, it
0: can be pretty overwhelming at first. Absolutely. And we really counsel people to try to avoid the overwhelm by starting where, first of all, the area that they're most interested in. I mean, for some people, that's diet. It's like they really want to change their diet. They want to feel better. They want to um, try to, um, in, you know, maybe uh, get some control over over the way they eat. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of goals that people have with respect to food or they just want to eat cleaner so to speak, um, they want to eat a diet that's less inflammatory, um, that's more uh, that more promotes their health. So there's a lot of reasons why people are very concerned and interested in their diet, and that could be a place that someone might want to start. We not only have our diet module, but we have two fabulous eBooks that have had thousands of downloads. Uh, one's called the Anti Inflammatory Diet eBook, and we have a webinar on the same topic. And the other ebook is called Food and You Gaining Control Over Out-of-Control Eating. And Mm -hmm. so, and then we have those, plus we have everything in the core. So that might be a place. Um, And then again, when it comes to something like the foods you eat or the cosmetics you use or the pots and pans, you know, what you have in your kitchen, we're not saying like just throw it all out. You know, we're not – you don't – there's nothing – there's no – urgency here as long as you're making steps every day that feel good to you that are sustainable it is a continual education process that's what we emphasize with people i'm still learning i've been in this you know business now for a long long time and i still learn new things every day and i make changes all the time myself sure. so it's a it's sort of a to look at it as a process in which you are engaged as opposed to something that you have to learn right now and make all these steps Tomorrow, because you don't, you really don't. And so that, that is what one thing we really try to emphasize. We try to lower the temperature on this stuff, but really at the same time, it is important for us to become informed. I mean, I could, you know, one thing just say when it comes to chemicals, there are over 85,000 chemicals that are registered with the EPA. Only 200 of them have even been tested for safety. Wow. even tested and you look at like in Europe right so in this country we have banned or restricted 11 chemicals from cosmetics 11 in Europe they have banned or restricted around 1400 oh so gosh. because they have a much more aggressive approach toward protecting um, you know, people from these, from these products and these chemicals. So, you know, what that means is it's up to us to protect ourselves. You can't put your head in the sand. Um, and at the same time, it, it, it should make people feel good. Like we find in our, in our course and classes that people feel good because they feel like, yeah, I was always wondering about that. And now I feel empowered. Like now I know what to do and I know what steps to take. So it's better to look at it, not as a sense of deprivation, like, we're taking things away from you that you love, but more like enabling people to make healthier better choices that they feel better about exactly and and information
1: is power you know information is education and I'm all for you know learning as much as I can so I can make those decisions for myself and my body and, and even for my children. you know as a mom, I feel like I have a responsibility to buy certain products to start setting them up for success now. So they learn, you know, okay, I'm going to buy organic, you know, meats and eggs. You know, I want to look for grass-fed, you know, no-hormone-type meats um, or, you know, at least limit them or, you know, whatever the case is. But what are some things that you, um, you know, advise when it comes to food or what are some things that other people can look out for that you share in your courses when it comes to to food?
0: Well, and I want to mention, since you were – on this topic that we have some great eBooks, um, related to, uh, children. There's one that is is called the healthy non-toxic nursery. So for people who are, you know, just, or either expectant moms or grandparents who are trying to buy things to help their kids, um, outfit a nursery and all those basic items that everybody uh, tries to accumulate. Um, we help guide people toward the really healthy, non toxic products. It amazes me what is in products for kids. Oh, yeah. Um, the chemicals that are in products for kids. And you'll learn more about that if you uh, read the ebook, The Healthy, Non Toxic Nursery. Um, we also have another related, um, as far as like trying to preserve the health of a certain space in your home, um, The Healthy Kitchen, which looks at items in your kitchen. That where you're maybe exposed, you or your children, your family, exposed to chemicals. There's just thousands of chemicals embedded in the products we use every day in our kitchens. Mm. And so, um, we try to explain. And again, this is nothing you have to just throw everything out. It's not that kind of thing. But, you know, if you have scratched and worn like Teflon pots or pans, um, you know, get rid of them and, and try to replace them with stainless steel or cast iron or some of the healthier alternatives, things like that. We, uh, we educate about. Um, but when it comes to food, uh, again, we have so much good information about food in our eBooks and in our course and our webinars. And I would say mostly um, the one of the biggest problems, of course, is the consumption of fat and saturated fats and sugars. Um, about 80% of the products in the grocery store are packaged products that almost all contain sugar, mm-hmm. even ketchup or you know, even all yeah. the condiments we buy have sugar in them. So people are usually surprised to learn about that. So really being aware and on guard for added sugar. Uh, and of course that's true of saturated fats as well. And mostly this is about processed foods. So we try to guide people away from processed foods and more toward, um, Whole foods, you know, vegetables, fruits, whole grains, spices, teas, herbs, and we talk all about this stuff in our um, in our course. We the data is is very strong for uh, supporting uh, a um, sort of a, a more like a, a whole foods vegetarian diet or leaning in that direction. We don't counsel people that they have to give up meat, um, but plant-based diets have been shown around the world by many hundreds, if not thousands of studies, to be the healthiest diets that we we can adopt. So we give people ways to sort of guide their diets in that direction. Uh, It doesn't mean you have to give up meat, um, but we talk about, say, using meat as a condiment in a meal as opposed to like the main centerpiece of the plate. So the way they do in a lot of countries, they make these sort of great Vegetable-based and whole grain-based dishes, and they throw in a little bit of meat for flavor and um, and protein. So that's the kind of stuff that we talk about more. It's really more about reducing inflammation, using diet as a way to really create a healthy gut microbiome and reduce inflammation in the body. And one last thing, I'll make a plug for because we're in the organic foods business or have been all our lives, uh, our adult lives, is um, that. You know, the importance of buying organic when and where you can. Now for a lot of people, they don't have access, they don't feel they can afford it. And we devote a whole segment to that about how to make organic foods more affordable uh, for most people. There are certain ways you can buy things and places you can go to make it more affordable. So we certainly believe uh, that that's important because the, you mentioned the hormones, but um, pesticides are, um, you know, they're toxic and they're also endocrine disruptor hormone disrupting chemicals as well. Yes, exactly. Those are the basic things that we talk about in our diet module and in our course. Yeah, I
1: love it. And and like you said, there's sometimes I mention things even just in passing to a friend and they'll say, oh, I had no idea. You know, I, I didn't know that, um, what is it, the dirty dozen that they call, you know, when it comes to like strawberries, when it comes to pesticides and things like that. And so when it comes to, you know, those dirty dozen, I always buy organic with those specifically, you know, apples, strawberries, et cetera. Um, oh, exactly. Yeah. Right,
0: and I, I should mention that that is um, also the Dirty Dozen list is compiled by the same group that uh, produces the Skin Deep uh, website, um, which is the Environmental Working Group. So every year they take USDA data for produce and they put out these two fabulous lists, the Dirty Dozen, which are – the, the fruits and vegetables that you really really want to buy organic if you can and then something called the clean 15 which are the fruits and vegetables that have the least pesticide burden in them so those are really good guides to what really you should be buying um, organic and uh, unfortunately a lot of fruits are on the dirty dozen lists berries apples as you mentioned um, things like peaches and nectarines and yeah,
1: it's, it's, um, it's, it's eye-opening, really, you know, when you start yeah. looking into it and you're thinking, oh my goodness, and those are maybe things, like you said, that's in your kitchen every day or packed in your child's lunch every day for school and, you know, just making the best decisions you can for your family and, and being preventative. I think that's a big thing. I know we're both survivors and we've gone through cancer, but you know, for the people out there that have never been diagnosed, this is still very important for them because, like I said, being a mom, I want to be preventative for my kids, and I want to make decisions and teach them and model for them, you know, when they grow up and start going to the grocery store on their own, what kind of products to look for and what kind of products to avoid, maybe which ones, like you said, to get organic or and vice versa, or even... Um, I know you mentioned this when it comes to pots and pans, you know, and, you know, getting things like cast iron or stainless steel, um, or even just the chemicals we use in our house to clean, you know, clean our bathrooms, Um, you know, getting things that are, you know, without bleach in them or, you know, I don't know if you have any suggestions on that, but, you know, teaching them all these things at a young age and, you know, kind of embedding that as they grow and giving them that chance to be preventative so it doesn't hopefully maybe will ever be diagnosed.
0: Exactly. I mean, this is what you just beautifully summarized our entire course and all our offerings, which is all about prevention and the precautionary principle, which is basically better safe than sorry. And so we have, you know, a lot of things in our environment that is that we, fortunately, we live in a time when we have great options, you know, whether, whether it comes to healthy cleaners or the things we're talking about, organic foods, um, whole foods, um, the uh, the whole, everything, the cosmetics and the makeup, we have fabulous alternatives now. You know, that wasn't necessarily true even mm-hmm. 25 years ago. Exactly. Um, you know, when organic, we always joked that it meant you had to chew extra. You know, that's sort of what <laughs> that was. You know, that was nothing. There were no like or delightful organic foods out there, and there really are now. So um we have wonderful choices that we can make. Some of them, you know, the, I don't, a lot of people are surprised that the two greatest purveyors of organic foods in the country are Costco and Walmart. Hmm. So they have gone, you know, a big into, into, uh, cause they, they know that there's a lot of consumer demand and they can offer because of their buying power, they can offer better prices. Wow. So, um, yeah, so it's everywhere. And, uh, you know, I really encourage everyone to sort of jump on that train, uh, you know, take some power back, feel better, um, get, get educated, don't panic, you know, just <laughs> get informed.
1: Yes. Um,
0: and then start just making whatever steps you can make. Yeah, exactly. And I, like I said, there's so much
1: information on your website. Um, you know, again, I want to mention, uh, you know, we're running out of time and I, I just, I, I gosh, I, I feel like I could go on and on and on and on and, you know, t- to, to educate and, and help people as I'm sure you would as well. But I want to make sure I just want to mention one more time, the free webinar that's coming up is on October 26th. So very soon called Is Makeup Bad For You? And then you also have, all you know, eBooks and, and courses. And again, everything on your website is free. Where can people find you and find that website in order to sign up and have more information?
0: Yes, the the website is anticancerlifestyle.org. Anticancerlifestyle, just one word, .org. And if you go under events, um, you will see the webinars and you can sign up for Carla's webinar there. We have another wonderful webinar coming up in December on uh, Tai Chi and Qigong and their role in uh, sort of a medical setting. What we oh, know wow. about that from um, a very uh, prominent uh, PhD uh, out of uh, Harvard. And um, I also want to mention about the webinars that they are recorded. So even if you can't attend at that time, if you have signed up for it, you will receive a recording. So, um, and then if folks want to find us, we are on Facebook at Anti-Cancer Lifestyle Foundation. Um, we are on Instagram at Anti-Cancer Lifestyle. We're on Twitter at Anti-Cancer. And we're also on LinkedIn at Anti-Cancer Lifestyle Program. Not that you need to remember all these things, but if you just sort of, you know, type in the Anti-Cancer um, Lifestyle or Anti-Cancer, um, you should run into us. Yeah, that would be great. And and like I said, to, I just want to make a, a
1: clear note that You know, you don't have to have cancer yet or, you know, have it run in your family. This is great education to have, you know, as a parent, like, uh, like I said earlier, you know, raising your kids to make good decisions about their body and what they're putting in it and on it and so forth. And just learning about all these things that I know, like I said, and you've mentioned it too, that when we say these things to people, um, sometimes they're very shocked of even like you said, the BPA on the receipts is something, you know, usually floors people's minds. Um, so this is just a great way to educate yourselves um, and be preventative and be proactive. Um, and you have such great resources resources. I
0: really hope people take advantage of them. Oh, thank you, Kim. Thank you for giving me the chance to talk about them today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for being on the show today. Okay. Take care.
1: You too. Thank you for joining us today. I can't wait to have you back for more. Make sure to subscribe to the Parentologist Podcast so you don't miss an episode. And make sure to tell your friends. This podcast is not intended to be a replacement for therapy. If you or someone you know is in crisis, please call 911.